Welcome to the Humor in Games podcast, an analog and video games podcast about how humor is experienced, designed, and analyzed in games. We are Scott DeYoung, Mark Lajeunesse, and Andre Zanescu, and we'll be your guides in this six-episode series. Throughout each episode, we'll break down different theories and forms of humor. We'll draw on interviews with designers, critics, and academics as they discuss the different aspects of humor, their own lived experiences, and how their work utilizes humor in games. Today we had the chance to sit down with Eva Toker, the Chief Creative Officer at Rogue Harbor Game Studio, to discuss how their work with indie studios has focused on blending humor and game art. Um, just to start, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your name, what kind of work you've been doing, kind of how you got into the work that you're doing uh, around games. Sure, sounds good. Uh, so my name is Eva Toker. I'm the Chief Creative Officer at Rogue Harbor Game Studio, which is a studio that I just started this year back in February with two other people. Uh, we make right now mostly mobile games um, and some more indie type of stuff. Um, we're a fairly small studio at the moment. We have about 15 people. Um, I started out in the game industry doing art. Um, I got my first job, uh, I think like over 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm not even sure, um, doing concept art, um, but I've always played video games. My dad's a programmer, so he's had me, he had me playing my first game when I was four years old. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, so one of the things, just maybe we'll talk more about it later, but since you brought it up, uh, your your new company, like the indie game studio, World Harbor uh, Games, I what are some of the games that you guys are working on, or is that all still top secret? Um, um, we just uh, did our tech launch, so it's live in the, I think just in the Philippines right now, um, just to make sure everything's firing. So it, it's not that it's super secret or anything. It's just, uh, we're just testing it right now. So I can talk about it a little bit if you'd like to hear. Yeah, I would, I would kind of like to hear it because, I mean, I was looking, we, we were all looking kind of through your, your website and some of your earlier work. And I mean, you've worked on a series of different projects. And so I'm kind of curious as to like what kind of projects Rogue Harbor is producing. Because I went on your website and I couldn't find any of the games specifically. And I tried to track it down through Twitter. But because you're in such a launching phase, it makes sense that nothing's kind of announced yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so, so go ahead. Uh, so our first game is called um, Horse Ranch Tycoon, and it's um, it's sort of an idle horse ranch type of game, which is um, similar to some other games that the team has worked on in the past. So it's essentially um, you're you're building out your ranch, you're collecting horses, you're equipping horses to different facilities to try and generate more money so that you can make more renovations so that you can get more horses. And through the narrative, you're kind of restoring this this ranch. Is it is it like a Farmville kind of-esque feel? Or is it more, is it more narrative driven in how it's done? Um, it's a little bit more narrative driven and there's no actual farming mechanics so there's no um you know sowing seeds and harvesting grain or anything like that it's it's just about acquiring and assigning horses to tasks and then upgrading facilities and collecting more of them and you can get saddles and bridles and blankets for them and 
that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, and I mean, kind of bringing it to the focus of this podcast, would you say that you the game has some humorous elements into it or is it more just like a casual mobile game? It's pretty casual, um, but we are introducing a little more narrative than those games usually have. And um, there's sometimes humorous moments in there, but it's not really the main main focus. It's just meant to be kind of, um, you know, light and yeah. entertaining. Yeah, and, and just to, I'm curious, is it a free-to-play game is the plan, or you guys aren't sure of the model yet? It's free-to-play, yes. Okay. Cool. Um, and so one of the other questions we'd like to start off with is, and this can either be a game that you've worked on, you've made, or a game that you just casually play, but like, what's a game that you consider to be quite funny or humorous? Um, um, I I don't think I have played a game that's specifically based around humor. Um, although I know there's like the South Park games that are, are pretty funny, but I've never been able to make it through all the way. Um, one game I really like that's pretty humorous is the the Fable series. I don't mm. know if you've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely some some funny moments in there. Great narrative and voice acting. So I've always been a fan of those. Um, I definitely I I recently finished playing um, Witcher Three, which is okay. not really meant to be a, a funny game, but it's definitely got some side quests and stuff that. I found pretty humorous, especially when they're um, setting up the main character who's like a very serious, grumpy yeah. looking character, and he's doing silly things. Um, I find that very entertaining anyways. Yeah, so, I mean, do you want to kind of talk a little bit more about what parts of The Witcher you find funny? And I just say that because Andre has done research himself on The Witcher, so I have a feeling we're going to talk about it in the podcast anyways. Um, so if you have some insights on like what you found funny in The Witcher, uh, we were playing it. Sure. Um, there is one of the expansions to it. He goes to this like big wedding, and he's... Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, uh, we've all we've all played it. I'm pretty sure I'm almost 90 percent sure we've all played it. Uh, so you, okay. you're more than welcome to spoil it. Um. OK. And it's just a side quest thing anyways. But he's possessed by this ghost and this ghost is making him do things that he usually wouldn't do. So he gives like a, a really awkward speech. Uh, depending mm. on on your choices, you end up wearing like bunny ears for for half of the quest. So. um a bunch of that type of stuff, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's a solid game to begin with. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and so then, kind of jumping into some of your own games, I mean, you sent a lot of photos of the the cat card battle game, which I was so sad I couldn't play it. Um, but maybe you want to talk a little bit about that game and kind of the process that went into designing it, uh, both around the art, but maybe the game itself. Yeah. So that. Um... That game was made for Classy Yak, which is a, the company that I worked for previously, which is a large portion of the same team that I'm working with now at Rogue Harbor. Um, but essentially, that game started out just based around funny cats. That that was our entire pitch for this game. It was, I think, it was just a, a picture of a cat uh, with a jetpack on, and uh, somehow that ended up getting funded just on that. And then um, we built two games around that IP, actually. Um, 
one was an idle game with the cats and then the second one was a, a card game with the cats and um all of our our cats are kind of based around groups of cats like we have um rock star cats we have space cats we have um like greek mythology cats medieval cats halloween cats a whole bunch of them and uh, a lot of them are based around just trying to make funny parody characters with pop culture references or you know whatever we can think of um the artist that drew most of those uh he's really good at at just generating ideas and he's he's got a really good sense of humor as well so he would just i would give him a topic with some suggestions for characters and then he will just go and draw like 30 of them and then we usually go through and we pick some so that's that's the process for that and so the game as you kind of explained it started as your goal was just funny cats entirely so you knew that you wanted the game in some sense to be just funny for players to play yeah i mean it's it's cats so (laughs) (laughs) they're they're pretty funny on their own so and then uh because narrative can be tricky with mobile games because people not all audiences like to read so we tried to um, have as much implied narrative as we could. Right. So just having things that are kind of funny just by looking at them was definitely helpful for that. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, looking at your other work, I mean, you're an artist as well. And it looks like some of the, the art pieces on your website, I mean, they, they look quite like you intentionally tried to put something funny in there. And so as an artist and someone who's done, a lot of the other people we talk to are more in the coding of games. And so from someone who's more around the visual or has experience in the visual side of games, like where, where in that visual process are, are, do you like put in humor? Do you think about it at the start of the piece? Does it kind of come out as you're working on the piece? Where does humor kind of come into the, the drawing and art process there? Um, I, I think it kind of starts at the, with the idea. Uh, usually funny things happen as you're, as you're just sketching stuff out and brainstorming. Um, so usually the the whole art process is a whole bunch of sketches and most of them you never do anything with. Um, but you kind of have to start out that way to get the bad sketches out. And then you pick kind of the best of your sketches and you, you refine that um, into your final um, artwork. So right. that, that's that's probably the best way to describe that process in terms of uh, connecting it back to humor. That said, I, I never really consciously think about making stuff funny. It just kind of happens when it does. So Right. Well, I mean, would you say that there's certain, like, styles or approaches to an art piece that might just do- indirectly make it a more humorous piece than a serious piece? Yeah, definitely the art style. Like, all of the, the Tap Cats art has kind of that more exaggerated, uh, stylized cartoony art style to it so that makes it a little bit easier to to get something funny um a lot of my own stuff is a little bit more more realistic and serious and i find it's it's harder to do something funny with that right yeah i mean i also know they have like very bright colors and i mean cartoony features seem to also be kind of a a thing across them uh but i wasn't sure how much that was just indicative of mobile games or it was the art uh, it's like intention to try to kind of be more more humorous in that nature. Yeah, it's it's definitely a 
something that has to do with with um, mobile audiences and marketing for mobile games because it's the most attention grabbing art that you can make. Oh, right. That makes sense. Um, and just kind of jumping back a little bit to when you were just first explaining Top Cats, you mentioned that like the narrative wasn't there as much and the humor is kind of implied. So like what kind of leads to like what makes humor kind of be implied in the game? Is it the, the music? Is it the mechanics? Is it just like kind of the visual when you see that image of the cat before you even start playing? Uh, like what kind of makes a game funny in that sense? Um, with our game, it's it's definitely mostly just the artwork. And then because it's a card game, you're going to be collecting teams of cats. So you're going to have all of these cats that are um, working together in your deck to defeat other cats. Um, so it's it's just kind of implied in the art and the mechanics. And then we have we had like a little bit of dialogue, um, mostly tutorial staff to tell the player what they're supposed to be doing. But whenever we write any of that, we try to inject a little bit of humor as well right and so i mean i guess i'm curious because i didn't get a chance to play the game um are the mechanics like themselves quite funny for what the cat does i mean i'm looking at like some of the images you sent or like you have like a jason Voorhees cat like is there like a specific yeah. mechanic that you gave it uh that was like humorous in that sense would you say um no unfortunately not i mean that would have been super fun if they each had their own attack they actually did in the idle game they they each had their own like critical attack where they would do something crazy or funny in the card game because card games are pretty complex they all kind of had the same mechanics that they shared so it wasn't as funny um but we did try to make any any moves that they can do as as silly or funny or whatever as as we could like one of them was was i think it's called smash it would just have like a giant hammer coming down on the opposite cat and stuff like that okay i mean that, that sounds pretty funny uh I, yeah i was just kind of curious because i mean one of the pieces that we've talked about as a team is kind of there's like visual humor which is right you just look at the image of the cat and you're like oh this is pretty funny and then there's kind of gameplay humor where that visual then turns into mechanics and so i was just kind of curious there um are there other games where you see say that maybe that that relationship between the visual and the mechanics is more defined that you've worked on um not that I can think of. Um, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. totally fine. I, just thought, <laughs> I mean, I just thought I'd ask because uh, I mean, it, like you said, I mean, the, the the idea of a massive hammer coming down does sound quite quite humorous, uh, but I wasn't sure how much it was tied into like the visual of the cat itself. Um, but uh, I mean, as an artist, uh, for you, I mean, you probably looked at tons of game art, uh, and so like for you, like what makes piece of art a game art funny uh um yeah it it depends i think um cultural references for me are definitely big and i i don't know i think i have kind of a strange sense of humor um but i, I definitely like seeing serious characters doing silly things mm. so that's what well, so how do you like balance? I mean, like you guys put like a serial killer as a cat in your game. And I mean, a serial killer, like the, the acts of Jason Voorhees are not, I mean, I know it's <laughs> technically, but I mean, where, where do you kind of like, do you find a line between seriousness and not? Uh... Um, yeah, I mean, I, we try not to be super offensive, obviously, which 
didn't think Jason would be. No, I don't think it is. He's not real. I know it's from a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would put like an actual serial killer in the game. That might be a little more problematic. Um, But we also have a a Silent Hill cat from, uh, uh, it's a pyramid head, head, but uh, it's a cat form. I don't know if you're familiar with Silent Hill, but Mm -hmm. that one's one of my favorites as well. Is there, like, were there ever talks and considerations around, I mean, you know, people always talk about politics and games, and games aren't political, or they are political, and that's not what I'm getting at here, but I mean, were there conversations as a team around, I mean, this image might be taken the wrong way, um, ever? Um, we try not to do anything that, that would be taken the wrong way. We had, we've had feedback on a couple of, of the cats, just from, from players. Some of it, we weren't really sure what to make of it it didn't it didn't make sense someone complained that we had some kind of trans agenda with the cats and i'm i'm not sure what that means at all i mean they're cats technically you can't easily look at a cat and even tell whether it's male or female so um not sure what that was about and then we we have one cat that was kind of like a gangster cat Mm-hmm. And he just happens to have brown fur, and there there was some some questions around how appropriate that is. So we we weren't sure, but those those are the only things that have come up. And so like, and when they come up as a team, do you guys like like how? What's your process of kind of going through those com- complaints or concerns when they come up? Um, we just talk about them as a team, and then we either decide whether it's feasible to do something about it or if we even have a solution and then we go from there oh one one other thing was when we started out with the cats we kind of made them all very neutral looking in terms of gender and then as things went on we we started getting a lot more um, art from the artists that had very female looking cats that were obviously female which was a bit problematic, but they kind of snuck their way into the game. And then suddenly, instead of having a whole bunch of neutral cats, we had like a whole bunch of male-looking cats compared to these new female cats. Mm. So then we felt like we had to add more of the female-looking cats to to get a balance back in place, which was kind of weird. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. that's kind of interesting, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is it, that... Sorry, please. Yeah, it's it's just... I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, that's my bad. Um, yeah, I guess it, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, because I, I mean, I'm not super familiar with how indie studios run, but I mean, was it kind of the artist was mainly responsible for like sending the images in or like the team kind of just didn't kind of clock it until later on in that process? Um, because we, we work like we're a fairly small team and we work really fast. Like, we do a lot of agile development and a lot of our work is iterative. Um, mm-hmm we don't really have a lot of meetings or a long hierarchy of approvals. Sometimes stuff just, we need it fast. Right. So it kind of, it kind of sneaks its way into the game or, uh, um, I think at the time I wasn't in charge of deciding which cat makes it into the game and, and which cat doesn't. Right. So then a, someone else let all of these cats through, <laughs> in the sense and then uh, we didn't want to take them all back out so we're like okay well let's work with what we've got 
but yeah, yeah. It, it it can be pretty pretty chaotic in terms of process. Right. I'm. I mean, that makes that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's a the games industry is quite a a pressing industry to work in. Um, and I, I one of the other. I mean, you're making mobile games in this case is what we're talking about here. But one of the questions we've been kind of talking around is like spectatorship and audience. And so, in your design, how much is it? How much are you considering either a the audience who's playing the game and how they'll react to the the humor, or be kind of people who might just see this game as an ad uh, and be kind of pulled in from that sense? Like, what, what, where does humor kind of come into your understanding of audience and how the game's kind of perceived? We're definitely very conscious of our audience. Um, a lot of times we will, well, I, pretty much all the time we will soft launch um, a game which is kind of the game in its bare form, just to make sure that it's connecting so that it's, it's pretty much like a beta. Right. Um, and then we, we work towards getting um, better numbers with that particular audience from there and making adjustments, seeing what works and so on and so forth. Um, so in that sense, we're very conscious of our audience and we take player feedback and all of that stuff. And uh, on the marketing side as well, um, because a lot of uh, the mobile games industry is very user acquisition based. So what kind of stuff we can use for ads is, is really important as well. Because the, the better the ad connects with the user, the less money we have to pay for every single user that we can get into the game. Right. And so do you find humor is like quite commonly used in a lot of your ads and or ads just for mobile games in general, just because it's easier for audiences to connect with or something like that? Or... Uh, it depends on the audience. For Tap Cats, definitely. Um, we try to get our our funniest characters out there to try and get people in because the, the whole game pretty much runs on that element and the cultural references. So we right. did we did several ads with um I think we did some anime cat characters that, that worked pretty well and a bunch of other stuff, the Halloween characters around Halloween and so on. Um, but then for the horse game that we're doing now, the audience is a little bit different and it's a little bit more about just showing off the content and variety of horses. And it's like, it's a little bit more wholesome, I guess. So it's it's less about the humor and more about other things. Right. Um, and kind of, I mean, I think that's a great point. And like one of the other questions I, I sent you ahead of time, but I mean, we'll jump to it now is kind of, You've, you've worked on kind of a series of different genres. I mean, still kind of within the mobile game section, but different types of games there. How does kind of humor change across different genres of player, different styles of player, different audiences? Like, how do you as a team kind of figure out what, when a game is going to be funny, when it's not going to be funny? Um, yeah, it, it really depends on the type of game, the level of realism, and the tone and the mood. Um, like, I don't know if you looked at my website, but there's a game called Drone Wars on there, mm -hmm. yeah, which which is quite a lot more realistic and a little bit darker. Um, right. So there's there's very little humor in there. It's sometimes hard not to inject humor and <laughs> and and keep the tone more serious because there's always that tendency to kind of lighten things up a little bit. But if it's done wrong, it's going to feel very out of place. So that's a game where when we are writing the dialogue and, and we had to really try and keep it 
a lot more serious because it's it's a serious game. You're flying a drone and you're killing enemies, which is not funny. So, I mean, so was the goal of that game to kind of send a serious message about like the dangers of drone warfare, or was it more just the nature of the mechanics of the game made you guys feel like you didn't want to be as humor focused? Um, it's it's the mechanics and the missions, and it's about drone warfare. Um, not necessarily against drone warfare because you're controlling the drone and you're uh, executing strategical missions in order to um, save hostages or take out the enemy or defend your ground line or whatever it is. Right. So it's, it's definitely, um, definitely more serious. We did have a designer at the time that really wanted to insert some dark humor into it <laughs> and I had to put my foot down I was like no that's that's too dark we're not doing that <laughs> and is that something that you don't think you would do because it's a mobile game or is that something like even if it was say like a console game or a pc game like you would have still kept the dark humor out of it um well there's a fine line there <laughs> um I just think that drones in general are are pretty controversial so I don't think there's much room for for dark humor in mm. there just yet or at least i don't trust myself to do it well enough to not mess it up i mean that's super fair i mean you also mentioned um oh my gosh i just lost my train of thought you you also mentioned sometimes that humor can kind of actually ruin a game or, or make the game not hit well at all uh, do you have any examples of that um yeah, I mean, if you're if you're working with a really serious IP, um, it, and you're adding too much humor into it, it you can you can um, mess up the tone and the consistency of of what you're trying to go for. I'm trying to think of an example, but I mean, not just games, just all across the board. If if you're watching right. a TV show or reading a book, that's just got a very serious tone. And the characters suddenly start joking in ways that don't really make sense. It just throws off the consistency. Right. So. Yeah, it can t- it can take on also an audience kind of out of the experience too, isn't it? Here, right? That humor is so disjointing that it kind of removes them from where they were invested. Um, so that makes sense. Um, thank you. Uh, so uh, kind of moving to another question, maybe maybe shifting shifting. Uh, gears a little bit so you you discussed how you you guys work quite quickly uh and so there's not a lot of time to kind of sit down then and at least it sounds like there's not a lot of time to sit down and reflect kind of on all the elements going into a game so does that mean that you would say a lot of your games even though it's like a company about 15 people the the pieces that are funny in the game are kind of you could almost pinpoint them to different team members or is it still kind of like a collective sense of humor that the the company itself has kind of created um I think that individual team members definitely have big contributions to what goes into the game. Um, so we don't, like, we sit down together and we discuss characters and narrative. Um, but in the end, someone kind of owns different aspects of the game and they make some decisions. And um, I usually go over it and, and make sure that it all fits together into the greater scope and vision for the game. But um I give people a lot of freedom. So if they write something funny and I'm like, oh, that's good. It just it just goes right right into the game. 
Right. So, I mean, would you say that, like, I mean, I don't know how uh, in person your office is right now, um, considering everything going on, but would you say that, like, the team you're working with, the, the, the sense of humor is somewhat similar across the board, or does it vary a lot between members? I mean, you mentioned working with someone who had quite a dark sense of humor before, uh, while Tap Cats doesn't seem to kind of reflect that at all. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a while ago. That was, um, that person's not on our team at the moment. Um, so right now, I would say we're we're all pretty much on the same page. Um, similar sense of humor. Like we'll we'll all sit down and play cards against humanity together. So okay, <laughs> that probably says something. <laughs> I mean, you you have to have somewhat of a similar feeling for people not to get upset when you play cards against humanity with them. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, fantastic. Uh, and then kind of in that same vein, I thought about talking about the team. Does does humor kind of come up in those discussions, or is like in the mobile genre is humor kind of almost always secondary uh, in those kind of creations of games? Um, yeah, I would say we don't really go out of our way to add humor into things. I think it's just kind of present in the culture, and then it it makes its way into the game as much as it can. Um. But we don't generally have like uh, say tasks in our in our Jira to make XYZ more funny or anything like that. Right. So I mean one one of the pieces we've heard from some of the other people we talked to is that like they've been working on a project and then something is like, oh, this is funny, let's keep working with that. Um, whereas some other people have been like, no, at the beginning we were like, this is, we're going to try to be funny. So we consistently reflected on like, how can we make this funny? Uh, and so I'm just kind of curious where on that spectrum of like, how much is humor intentional and how much is it kind of spontaneous or unexpected? I think most of it is spontaneous and unexpected. And would you say the same applies to kind of the art that you do for the games as well from like a visual perspective? Um, a lot of it. I mean, in Tap Cats, we were going for mostly funny characters um but i think they also naturally just came out that way because the, the artist um drawing them just has that sense of humor so a lot of times even when we we did a batch of uh military cats and all the instruction that we gave him was uh, we want these to be like army navy themed cats camouflage whatever right. and they all they all turned out pretty funny so <laughs> we just <laughs> We just stuck with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea of just dressing up cats in costumes alone is going to be cute and funny. Um, so I mean, yeah. that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I kind of just, one, one of the bigger questions I'm, I'm really interested in is kind of, you've done a lot of different work within mobile games. And so, and, but you've also played games from other, you know, non-mobile games, so like console games and computer games and even analog games. And so kind of what are, do you notice any differences on how making a game funny kind of translates across different types of like uh, different platforms or different, uh, I'm losing the word, but between like a console versus a mobile versus an analog kind of experience? Um. Yeah, you definitely have different things available depending on what type of game you're building. Um, I find like um, console games that are like 3D world-driven games, um, narrative-driven games definitely have a lot more immersiveness to them. So you can create mm -hmm. funny situations with character interactions and so on. Whereas in a mobile game, especially like a, a 2D mobile game that doesn't 
that we don't have uh, voice actors or anything. Um, we just have text bubbles to work with, and a lot of people don't read them. So <laughs> it's um, it's a little bit harder to engage an audience um, on your phone. Um, right. But then it, I'd say it also depends on the genre of the game. Like if you, if you've got a first person shooter, I think it's a little bit harder to inject humor because people are very focused on just not getting shot right um but then you look at something like Fortnite, and it, it's pretty silly and it's got like the emotes or what whatever they're called yeah, yeah. <laughs> the dances and the expressions yeah. and all that stuff so i guess there's there's each each genre kind of has their their own language of how to make things funny yeah, I guess I guess I'm also just kind of when I think of mobile games, I I always my mind just immediately goes to a lot more casual titles like games that people will play while they're commuting or when they have a few a few minutes here or there is kind of always how I've seen mobile games kind of marketed. Uh, mm-hmm. They're less kind of like sitting down for a longer period of time and playing. And so I was wondering if kind of jokes and making things funny translates differently to more the visual mechanical components of mobile games, whereas a console game that builds like, you know, a whole world like the Witcher can kind of spend time having you understand the characters more to kind of make, make jokes. Like I wonder how kind of maybe jokes are defined in a mobile game. Like are there restrictions kind of in how you think about humor there or different ways you might think about humor in a mobile space? Yeah, I think it it just has to be similar to, to any kind of narrative or, um, game elements that we work with we we tend to look at session times which is the amount of time a person spends playing the game mm-hmm. in one sitting and it, it that usually tends to be around five to ten minutes so it has to be something that can be communicated really fast and i guess it'd be similar to just you know those like newspaper cartoons where it's just one or two panels it has, yeah. to, has to be something like that that said, we don't have anyone on staff specifically to to create little funny snippets because I think that's kind of an art on its own. So we just do what we can with what we have. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I and I have one kind of like I, I mean, I have a, f- a few more questions, but I kind of am going to get to like the the larger, more and the only abstract question I, I plan on asking you today is kind of as someone who's a longtime designer and player i mean do you have a personal definition of humor like how how do you define humor personally um it was kind of just as a longtime designer and player how do you kind of define humor to like how do you define humor personally um that's well, a pretty abstract one i guess as anything that kind of lightens the mood mm-hmm. um or that's <laughs> that that's funny that makes you kind of laugh maybe change the perspective a little bit um i also think that i might have a little bit of a strange sense of humor <laughs> um there's this this one scene in i think it's silent hill 4 um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you're you're this character, and you're at, in this scene. You're looking for this woman that you've met, and um, you're going through this messed up hospital, which has like monsters and blood and everything. It really messed up things in it, and you're kind of walking around. And if you click on something, the character says stuff like, 
makes remarks. And um, there's this one room that you walk into and it has just this giant head of the character you're looking for instead of one of the walls. So you walk in this room, it's it's a normal room except one wall is just the, a giant head of her and her eyes are twitching and it's it's really weird. And the character gives no reaction at all. See, so you walk into the room <laughs> and all he says is, I wonder if Eileen's in this room. <laughs> um, yeah, but I find really, really funny. And I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it definitely is. No, I mean, that's pretty funny. I, I hope that was intentional. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, yeah, that's actually all the questions that we had for you. Um, we, I, I don't think Mark and Andre had any other follow-up questions. Um, is there any, the, the very final question I like to always ask, is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you would kind of wanted to talk about today or that you'd hope we'd uh, bring out to talk about? Um, no, not really. I mean, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I've never had a conversation uh, around games specifically about humor so it's interesting for sure well yeah no i mean that's kind of why we're, we're doing it we find that like a lot of people are like oh no we like we make funny games and we we like funny things but there's not a lot of dialogue around it so that's what we're trying to kind of get at here uh so thank you for taking the time to talk to us we really really appreciate it yeah thanks that was our interview with eva toker thanks again to the tag lab for supporting the series and thanks to you for listening 